Welcome to Brandon doing a stupid voice ASMR. Today we're going to be talking about poetry Think of the and other things. <laughs> also, I have just found a book I used to own in Japan, which is quite a worrying discovery because about half the page... I'm going to stop doing this voice now, actually. <laughs> That's like getting really tedious. Anyway, commit to the bit. I... I just discovered a book that I used to use for lesson planning in Japan, and half the pages are ripped out, Nice. and the only- <laughs> this is gonna make me sound really bad, the only page I actually have, like, at the front now, it says at the top, it says at the top, helping an unfortunate drunkard escape an unappealing man- man- marriage arrangement, and then there's a list- <laughs> It says, fake death, come clean, fake kidnapping, (laughs) replacement husband. So, (laughs) I've long since forgotten the context of this, I don't know. Anyway, that's going back back on the shelf, never to be touched again before the police come around and visit me. We stand in awe and plague the scene. I'm caught off-centre. Two paces east, my brother clicks the spent shutter, his shadow exposing him. A jaded glare from the scornful sun paints irises into nearby pools. This is a wide-angle lens, straining the eye to subdue a liminal landscape, an effort to consume more of the hills, the valleys, that trace and contrast all heavens. God's own county, they say as our gaze is displaced by silver pillars that soar and pirouette, wildfires splicing meadows over naked film, devil's whips in Elysian fields, biting gales that lash my gossamer fleece. We shouldn't be here, I relent, a last concession beneath my breath. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to TPC, Tony's Poetry Club. Here with you today, um, your host, Tony, English teacher, amateur poet. What you just listened to is Ascent of Peaks, Yorkshire's own, a poem by our very own Ryan. Alongside me, as per usual, Brandon and Ryan. Hello, everybody. Brandon here, uh, amateur voiceover artist, amateur writer, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to tearing apart Ryan's poem today. I'm looking forward to you tearing it apart, both you and Tony. My name, of course, is Ryan, uh, the, the writer of the poem in question. I'm going to try to remain impartial today, but, but I, hope, I hope that I get some good feedback from, from you two. Thank you, Ryan, and thank you for offering this for us to butcher. Mm. If anybody is listening at this point, anybody out there, um, I normally say this at the end, but I'm going to say this at the beginning this time. If you have any... Uh, comments about this this quite quite uh, lengthier poem than what we normally talk about. Um, yeah, feel free to send them in. I'm sure there'll be some details somewhere for you to get in touch and just join in the general roast of Ryan's literature. It's going to be good fun. Indeed. And on that note, yes, you have our email address on the Spotify page, but I'm also going to give you out now. So you can send us an email at tonypoetryclub at gmail.com And I am very happy to tell you that we are going to open a Facebook page very soon, so you can contact us over there if you like. 
Um, okay, I would like to start this uh, special episode with a question, but this time I would like to start with Brandon. I know I, I don't like going for specific people, but I want to put Ryan on the side for now. Brandon. Yeah. Brandon, my friend. Okay, when you were listening to this uh, poem, um, what uh, did he tell you? That Ryan likes big words. <laughs> um, this, no offense, Ryan, this is exactly the kind of poem that puts me off poetry because I think it's quite verbose. See, I can use big words too. No, it's quite, it's quite wordy and it's quite... Um, I know you were saying, Ryan, before, you really like to have cryptic meanings and like leaving that room for interpretation. I'm very much the opposite. I'm, I'm what they call in the industry a basic bitch. Um, I like things given to me on a plate. So for me, something like this, I spend most of my time trying to chase a meaning and then I feel like I finally caught something. And then the next line comes in and I'm like, oh, well, bloody hell. It's like trying to solve a puzzle that's constantly changing. And I think this is where I'll probably ask Ryan if I'm, <laughs> if I'm a bit on the money. Like the, 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 the two images I got were of somebody trying to do photography in like the Yorkshire National Parks question mark. <laughs> Just to preface it, I do like the fact that you don't like it. I know it sounds weird, but when I'm writing stuff, I I always think of the the reader first and how I'm telling a story. Um I also write to explain things to myself a, a lot of the time, and not just to other people. But um, I like that there's different kinds of people that can see things in it or just don't see things at, at all. Um, to get uh, give you the on the point of the photography thing, there's there's references to to that throughout, and that's kind of like the the scaffolding of it that gives you something to. It's almost like signposting. And it, it gives people a vibe to, to stick to. And it actually means something within the poem. So it has a meaning beyond just that. Um, but the overall idea is that when we go to all these these natural places, and it is literally like the Peak District in Yorkshire. It, it was a poem built off of a, a picture that my brother did actually take. And when we go to these these places in nature and we look at them, and it gave me the idea that we, we kind of don't appreciate things for the most part. Um, we, we're always trying to control nature and, and put our own identity on it and uh, just lord over it, have our dominion over it. And we don't appreciate what is actually there. And then towards the end, it's, it's trying to say like, do we actually deserve it? Should we be here? Is this what we're meant to be doing? And it, it kind of gives a personification to nature itself and the overall grandiose thing of it. You've already lost me. That's way <laughs> so much going on at once. Uh, obviously, we just kind of um, hashtag spoilers. Um, Tony, what what do you think? Like, did you like it? You're you're a more poetry inclined gentleman. Well, I have already stated two episodes ago on the Tolkien's one that I am far from Ryan style when I write. When I write, but. Um, before saying what I think about this poem, I shall I shall say first that this kind of touches my like the emotional side of me, where I, I mean Brandon knows me well, 
the fact that I tend to wanting to belong to somewhere. And since I moved to England, I've always tried to feel like I belong here and try to find, you know, somewhere where I can be say like, yes, I am from there. I'm not the foreigner kind of thing. Mm. And within the past few years, you, you well know, Brandon, that Yorkshire has become done for me. So when I read it, obviously I was like, oh, yes, you're starting shedding the tear for Yorkshire. So the way I interpreted it was actually quite different from the intention mm. that Ryan went for when he wrote it. Because the way I perceived it is, the first, like the meaning of the poem for me is in the first part, the first two lines, and the very last part. So when he says, we stand, you know, and play the scene, I'm caught off center two, piece, two piece, uh, paces east. And the last bit where it says, we shouldn't be there, I relent a last concession beneath my breath. What I got from here is, it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. Um, I shouldn't be here because this is not the right place for me. It doesn't offer me what I need, what I want, but yet I cannot leave for all the reasons that I told you in the middle. So everything in the middle, I perceive them all like some sort of description of what you get when you go to Yorkshire. You know, what's there for you, how beautiful it is, and all, you know, everything seen through the camera, this wide angle, and then, you know, it's God's own country, they say. It felt like so, so, some sort of anthem. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> you know, they're taking your shirt off. White rose, white rose, yeah, exactly. white rose, white rose. <laughs> when Brandon's sending in, you know, on the group chat earlier today, I'm like, oh, yes. Yes, Yorkshire, yes. Ryan sent it, not me. Did I say Brandon? Sorry, Ryan. Sorry, yeah, sorry. let's not keep this confusion. Sorry, even it's a really you local were getting confused. There, so that, this is the way I perceived it. I think it's uh, again, it's it's just too much going on for me. Like I, I don't know, I, I don't know if this is a genre, but I could do with something like pub poetry. <laughs> so <laughs> if you were like, oh, what do you get when you come to Yorkshire? I want a poem that tells me about good gravy, proper Yorkshire puddings. As a starter, as it was intended. So all of you people who have Yorkshire puddings on your main course, stop it. It's a starter with onion gravy, and it's so you don't eat lots of meat because we're all poor as chuff. Anyway, moving on back to the poem. Um, I can sort of see that, like, the idyllic picture it's creating. I can see how you're trying to be disconnected while also painting a picture. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree, yeah. And that's that's where the confusion lies for me. This idea of being so passionate about describing something and being passionate about describing this, this natural thing that you don't want to defile, but then you, you put in your own identity on it. And I, I don't know, it, if the writer's confused, and again, this might be me coming more from a nov- novel like background but to me if the writer's confused then how can the audience not end up the same way because you can have an unreliable narrator you can have like a somebody who's like struggling with their identity and they might describe something wrong and they might change their mind halfway through the prose and might include little little snippets of doubt but at the same time if that's just constantly like in a poem when you've not got much to work with it's like boom 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 constantly like flipping between different things we're talking about it's, it's, it's a lot it's a lot for me to take in and this is again that's the kind of poetry i don't like because it, it feels like it feels like i'm back in gcse english with like <laughs> miss rayner 
I was about to say Miss Rain stood over me, but bless her, she wasn't very tall, so she was sort of like stood near me, <laughs> like like Frodo <laughs> from in Lord of the Rings. Um, and I feel I'm just like flashbacks to that, being like, but what does the fact that Curly's like wife is wearing a red dress mean? And I'm like, I don't care. I don't know why is it all so much. I'm like, I'm perfectly happy to be compared to Steinbeck. I mean, I mean, Steinbeck was a novel, like a novella. Sorry. Um, so obviously it's it's a completely different thing. My point, my point is, it just feels like there's so much in this that you want people to maybe be able to unpack and i feel like it's the same thing for me with this poem it's so loud in its flavor that i can i i don't have time to appreciate each little bit and really savor the lines and what's inside the lines i don't know what do you think tony I need to agree on Brandon uh, with Brandon on this Ryan i'm sorry um and i'm going to say something and I hope you're not going to hate me for what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, while Brandon was talking, I thought about a phrase that I think can basically summarize the way I perceive this poem, at least for the middle bit, which is there is little to unpack, but a lot to take, to take in. Mm. Like a lot of information, but it's all about the same, like it all gives the same message. So to unpack, there isn't much, but then you got so much, you know, that you need to take in. And at some point, you just get lost. And as Brandon says at the beginning, you know, the the, the message they start sending off at the beginning, you just get it lost. But I think that's, you see, I think that's um, a common problem when you, I don't know if anyone out there that's listening to us um, uh, has ever written anything. You know, when you write something and you put a bit of you in it, in sort of like emotion and feelings and the way you perceive things, there's always the risk of, um, you know, the, the risk of ending up doing what's happening in this poem, basically, which is having a lot of information because that's all the information that you have about that thing that the original message somehow get blended in and you can't pick it up anymore. However, as, obviously, as we've been creating this, um, <laughs> for lack of a better phrasing, this um, shit salad that we've been dropping on your poem. I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> It's been to the chopping room floor a few times, so it's not like... <laughs> I really... I've slagged off the language, but at the same time, I really like the flow of the voice. Like, the voice of the... And again, this is me coming from novels, and I know it's not the same, but I think the voice of the poem is really good. Like, the narrator's voice is really good. It's a very descriptive, very... It's, it's making the most of what the English language has to offer in terms of like literature, and I, I really, I feel like tidying. If like I could follow it better, I'd because the bits I did understand, I, I could see it and I could feel it. I was there, but the bits that I didn't understand, or when it chopped and changed, that's when it lost me. So I feel like the the way it's written is really really good. It's just the the signposting that's that's got me lost. I add to that that you did a great a great job in using catchy like catchy words. Like you know that when you go when you go in there try, you know starting to lose it, there's some word or some phrase in some way that just catches your attention anymore. You probably have you know still lost the whole focus on the meaning, but it draws you back 
into the poem somehow. So I agree with Brandon and I add this thing on the catchy words. So I can I can still appreciate it. Hey, I'm not saying that it's a shitty one. Um, it's just not my style, surely. And the reason why I like I can I'm, I'm moved by it is because I've got my attachment to Yorkshire. So when I read it, I was like, yes, it, this is it. I love it. And you know, I want to put it on my wall. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm not saying it's a shitty one, just different style from mine. In general, you're saying that it, it feels like it's trying to say too much and it's not focusing on one single point that it could do well. Like it's doing everything okay, but it's not doing one thing that it should do the best. Way. Yeah, but I believe I mentioned this before, the fact that I come from a completely different style. I am more direct. You can tell what I want to say when I, when I write or when I say things. Um, so probably, you know, it's not... I'm sure that there is, there, there's going to be people out there if they have the chance to read it ever. They they will be people that will be able to appreciate it, and because it's as Brando said, it's, an, it's got a nice flow, it's got a nice flow, and it's a, a well structured poem. And and on this note, I would definitely say that you know this is the risk of writing your stuff uh, when you have uh, an emotional attachment to it, because the poems that we've been talking about this far, if you look at them, all of them they don't they don't touch. Well, you can't tell that they touch that. The, the author directly, you know, in the first person. Even if they do, you can't really tell through the poems. In this one, you can tell that, you know, this poem is you. You know, it's touching you. <laughs> that's what she said. Giggity. Love hanging fruit. So, yeah, sorry. That, that, that's, my, that's my take on it, Ryan. Uh, any, any final thought on this, Ryan? I mean, I imagine at some point we, we, we start to dig into the fundamentals of how something should be written and how you would interpret it putting myself into it specifically this is one of the few that i would say i put myself into i mean one of the lines is literally my brother clicks this venture this happened this was a piece it was almost an excerpt of what i would have thought of of what i would have pictured when i, I was looking at a specific a picture yeah it. and that's i mean i understand the risk of that i uh, i recognize that you can kind of just get lost in yourself and it's it becomes more about you and how you feel about something rather than how you feel about a, a specific concept or point. I definitely like the um, a puzzle that keeps changing. It's it's kind of a an ironic thing that I don't try to do that, but that it can do that and that it can confuse people. I yeah. actually like, yeah, yeah, it's a bit yeah, of a guilty yeah. pleasure in that sense that I enjoy it's uh, capable of doing that. And yeah. um, that doesn't take anything from the beauty of the poem, just, just so you know. Yeah, I mean, if I had to give this like a movie critic final review don't, don't. in a tagline <laughs> don't just don't, I, brother, please don't you know it's kind of like this poem to me it's kind of like i'm in a foreign country walking around a museum and i'm looking at all these displays and all these like you know exhibits and i'm like wow that's really pretty and then i try to read the little note that explains what <laughs> what the fuck it is and it's all in german and i'm yeah. like um <laughs> That's a nice car, vroom vroom. <laughs> so it looks nice, but you don't know what I to do think, with it. I think we could. We, we're just gonna start being redundant now, and you know, just going exactly. around the same points again. So, um, I really want to thank you, Ryan, for sharing this poem with us, um, which I believe we everyone out there appreciated as much as we did. It was just like off as much as we did. Sorry for butchering <laughs> it. Uh, so, thank you very much for doing this. Thank you, uh, Brandon, for uh, you know enjoying it with us. Um, Again, if anyone out there would like to give us a comment, an idea, or anything else, uh, the, the email address is tonypoetryclub at gmail.com. 
uh, here with you today again tony your host brandon and ryan thank you very much everyone for listening to us see you next time thank you guys hashtag roast ryan hashtag blessed <laughs>